good afternoon. This is Rabbi Kim, and today is Thursday, October 31st, and we're going to continue on our seminar on fear and anxiety. So, I want to get into prayer and thanksgiving today. You might be wondering what this has to do with fear and anxiety. But you'll find out as I speak on this. So, prayer and thanksgiving are always a good remedy. So if we look in Philippians, we are called not to be anxious, but to access God with our requests through prayer and thanksgiving. So if you're feeling any amount of anxiety, I want you to train yourself to turn to praise at these times. Praise begins to shift your perspective and set your heart on a healthy place. So how could fear and anxiety thrive in an environment of praise? You might be asking. Well, the answer is, it can't. As I said yesterday, fear is a hindrance to the enjoyment of life. And I hope that through this seminar, you've been able to see how that might happen. It's hard to fight a natural tendency But if you want to throw off the shackles of fear and anxiety, then fight that tendency with what you've learned in this seminar. Take the distorted perspective fear thrives in and set your eyes on Jesus or Yeshua, as we call him in his Hebrew name. Jesus, Yeshua, is the right perspective. Remember that God will sustain you in your difficult season or situation. Size up your concern next to the mightiness of our God and see how it shudders in the shadow of his power. Then follow the cure that I'm going to outline, and which is also in Luke 12, that's Luke 12 in your Bible, and turn to praise and thanksgiving in your times of fear and anxiety. You really can be set free from fear and anxiety and now that you have the knowledge and tools to overcome it, I want you to go to the throne and lean into the Father today. He's with you in this battle. Remember, in nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God.
and we'll continue in just a moment. Enjoy the music. Okay, I'm back. So now I want to talk with you about how God sustains you and he will sustain you. Have you ever wondered how you were going to get through a season or situation especially when fear and anxiety began to set in and play all sorts of mind games with you. Me too. In fact, if I'm completely transparent with you, I've been known to make a catastrophe of things, which means I've had a tendency of believing the worst may happen in a particularly hard situation. I think we've all done this. So maybe you can relate to what I'm saying. Whether or not you do, we all struggle at times or have struggles with the distorted perspective Um, we're talking about. If you open your Bible later, or you can even do it now, to Isaiah 41, verse 10, speaks to this place of fear. When you might feel fear or be dismayed, Remind yourself of what God speaks in this verse. He will strengthen you, help you, and uphold you. The God who controls all things will be there to protect and aid you in your fear. I want you to believe that, really believe that, because it's very important that you do. It's part of the healing. It's acceptance. It's part of the knowing that comes with healing. Now, if we turn to Psalms, which I love, and go to Psalm 55, verse 22. You're encouraged to cast your burden on him. You're encouraged to do this because he can handle it. God can handle anything you give him. Your worries, fears, shames, doubt, none of it is too much for him to bear. Just think about all he had to bear in his short time here. Furthermore, when you do cast it all on him, This is where he's going to sustain you. This means in your fear and anxiety, God wants you to know that you can lean on him, that he will take care of you in the darkest seasons of your life. So I ask you, will you let him sustain you? Will you? 
Or will you carry it all alone like you have been? Don't you be afraid. Don't be afraid because God is with you. Don't be dismayed for God is God. God will strengthen you. He'll help you. And he's going to uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. But he, your God, he will bring them down into the pits of destruction. Your enemies, including fear and anxiety, God won't hide himself. He won't hide himself from you. However, we have been known to hide ourselves from God. Now, we hear an awful lot throughout the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, to fear God. How do we love God and fear God at the same time? You might be wondering. And that's a good question. And what does what I just said have to do with fear and anxiety? Well, one way to overcome fear and anxiety is to place a healthy fear in the proper place. So, so far we've looked at having a proper perspective, a reminder that God will sustain you, and the cure for anxiety. So today, we are going to look at having a fear of God. Just so you know, there is no one like God. And that probably sounds silly. And you probably already know that. But there's knowing and then there's knowing. In fact, there is no one that even can come close to the things that God can do. How can you look at your situation, your fear, this fear and anxiety, 
and size it up against our Almighty God. You can't. You just can't. I want you to take that concern and look at it in contrast to God's mightiness. His mightiness. How often do we think about how very mighty our God is? You'll probably start to get a better perspective when you really start discussing and listening to just how mighty God is. So when we get right down to it, having a healthy fear of God is really taking into account his mightiness, his strength and ability to overcome anything is a good thing. Having that healthy fear of God is a good thing. It's not labeling him as mean, angry, or unjust. And so therefore we should fear him. It's more about taking into account his character. Realizing there is no one else like him. Say it with me. There is no one else like him. And that he can overcome the things that you fear. Because you are unable to overcome this fear. He is able to. And he can walk us through it. He can be beside us when we're going through it. We have his mightiness. We have his strength. We have his wisdom. We have hope and trust in him. And if we don't, we need to. We need to to get over this unnecessary, uncalled for fear and anxiety. It's that fear and anxiety that's there when it's not supposed to be. And for some of us, it might be all the time. We might have to pop a pill to help us, and that's okay. If our fear and anxiety is so bad that we need a little help from the pharmacy to get us up on top of that ridge or mountain and not be afraid, to be able to step out a little at a time with the help of that pill for a while is okay. God will be with you then as well. I could tell you from personal experience that taking that pill that takes the edge off in the beginning of your fight is perfectly okay. So when fear begins to creep up on us, I want you to remind yourself of who God really is in that moment and what he is capable of 
think about some of the biblical truths, the healing that God has done, the healing he continues to do in our day today. And you are no exception. He can heal you. He wants to heal you. Let him heal you. That should help place your fear in the proper place. Okay? Think about when Jesus lightly touched the face of a blind man and healed his sight. Think about when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. That is the ultimate healing. Think about all of those things that have been documented in God's word, in the good word. It's all in the gospel. Jesus heals. Let him heal you. So I ask you, for who in the skies can be compared to our Lord? Who among the sons of the heavenly beings is like our Lord? a very awesome God in the council of the Holy Ones to be feared above all those who are around him including your fear and anxiety. So, based on what we've talked about here, what I've said to you, what the Bible has said to you, what's one thing God is saying to you right now? Take a few moments and think about it. And you can share it with me on the church's Facebook page. I would love to hear, after listening today, what is one thing that God is saying to you? Think it through. Okay, so now I'm going to talk to you about the cure to anxiety. Yep, you heard me right. The cure to fear and anxiety. Listen. We're all looking for a cure 
to our ailments. Right? We're all looking for that one magic pill or one magic shot or that medicine that makes it all go away. Looking for that thing that's going to bring us instant relief, that instant gratification to our anxiety and fear or get us out of this season, this dark season that we may be in right now. And I think we know that cures are really hard to come by. Cures are probably more easily had in this day and age, but still, they're very hard to come by. And we do find one for our anxiety and fear. If you have a Bible, open it up to Luke 12. If you don't have a Bible, get yourself one. Download a Bible app on your cell phone. Save a few bucks. So, what does Luke 12 say to us about a cure for anxiety and fear? In this passage, Jesus is sharing with his disciples on the topic of anxiety. Yeah, he actually spoke about anxiety so, so long ago. Jesus was talking about anxiety. He references the birds and the grass in this conversation. And you might say, what has that got to do with fear and anxiety? Well, this is what it has to do with fear and anxiety. God takes care of both birds and the grass. And if God takes care of them, how much more will he take care of you? Now, come on. He has made us in his image. Of course, it's guaranteed there should be no question in your mind. He's going to take care of you. He is. Stop doubting that. He is going to take care of you. He's taking care of you even in your darkest hour, in your most fearful and anxious moment. Recognize, acknowledge Him because He is the superpower of healing unlike any other healing he is the superhero of healing listen worry and anxiety don't add any value whatsoever and are only going to rob today of its true value. In fact, Jesus says he knows what you need. God knows you need that job or reconciliation after that nasty fight or finances for that bill that's hanging over you. 
and making you so nervous and sad and angry. Yes, indeed. Pray for what you need, but don't let the worry of what might happen drive you to a place of distraction and what might a place of distraction be you don't have to stop off at that bar on your way home from work and numb your feelings with a couple of brewskis no Instead, I want you to fix your eyes on God. And he's going to take care of all of these things that you were trying to drink away or take a pill to make go away. If you need a reminder in this, Go back to what was said at the beginning of this seminar. In fact, listen to the whole thing over again. So I know everyone listening to this is chomping at the bit. What's the cure, Rabbi? What's the cure? Here's the cure. Number one, remember that God already has your needs in mind. Okay? Just tell yourself that God already knows what you need. He knows what you need. Just like A parent knows what its child needs. I want you to to set your focus on him, not on your problems, not on the drink that makes it feel like it's gone. I want you to focus on him. And three, store up your treasures in heaven. What does that mean? Storing up your treasures in heaven. Be thankful. Have gratitude. Say, Thank you, God, for all the goodness I do have. Start thinking about the good things. Replace the negative thoughts, because we know that's the devil. Get him out of your head. Tell him he's not allowed there. Get out. And above everything, at the core of this cure that you want so badly is keeping Christ at the center. If our Lord is not in the center of your life, it's going to be off balance. And if you've never had him there before, it's very easy to learn how to put him there. Okay? That's how easy the cure is. Remembering that God already knows what you need. Remembering to set your focus on Him. And giving thanks for everything He has given you that you've maybe taken for granted. We all do it. That's the cure. Okay? 
Now, I want to read something for you in Luke 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life. What you will eat nor yet for your body what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow. They don't reap. They have no warehouse or barn. Yet God feeds them. He takes care of them. So how much more valuable are you than birds? Which of you, by being anxious, can add a cubit to your height? If then you aren't able to do even the least things, Why are you anxious about the rest? And this one, this saying stands out. It's very familiar. It probably will be for you too. Consider the lilies, he said, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you, Even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if this is how God clothes the grass in the field, which today exists and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O ye of little faith. Don't seek what you will eat or what you will drink. Rather be anxious for the nations of the world. Seek after all of these things, but your Father knows that you need these things. He knows. He knows better than anyone. But seek God's kingdom first. And all of these things will be added to you. Seek his kingdom first. Put him first. Get over yourself. Seek God's kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He is giving you the kingdom through me right now. Sell what you have and give gifts to the needy. Don't walk past that homeless person. Don't be a doubting Thomas. You've got a few extra bucks in your pocket. Give that to the homeless person. Stop. Give it to them. And you might say, well, they're only going to use it to buy some booze at the liquor store or buy drugs. That is not the point. That's not the point. What if it were you standing there? 
and the only thing keeping you from a warm cup of coffee is that mindset from the person walking past you. I'm not going to help them out because they're not going to use that money on anything good. Don't do that. Because only God knows what they're going to do with that money. I recently saw a video of a young man giving a homeless woman on the street some money for her and her baby. And you know what she did with that money? She bought a puppy because she saw that hungry, scared little puppy behind the bars at the pounds at the animal rescue. And she rescued that puppy just like that young man rescued her. Make for yourselves purses which don't grow old, a treasure in the heavens that doesn't fail. Where no thief approaches and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So I'm going to, I'm just going to share this with you again about prayer and thanksgiving. Just excuse me for a moment. Okay, I'm back. Prayer and thanksgiving. They're always a good remedy, no matter what your problem is. Prayer and thanksgiving. So in Philippians, we're called not to be anxious, but to get to God with our requests by praying and by saying thank you. This is kind of like a summary of what you've been listening to. So if you're feeling any amount of anxiety, I want you to train yourself to turn to praising the Lord. Praise begins to shift your perspective and set your heart on a healthy place, not on a dark place, away from that daily place of fear. Praise begins to shift your perspective and sets your heart on a healthy place. How can fear and anxiety thrive in an environment of praise? As I said earlier, It can't. There's no place for it. And know that these feelings are not your feelings. You don't own these feelings. We know from whom these feelings come. To corrupt your mind and take the peace away from your day. Praise God. 
Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you a lot. You find your mind wandering off to that dark place of fear and anxiety and worry and what ifs and how comes and what am I going to do's. Replace it. I remember years ago when I was having a problem with anxiety. I was seeing a therapist and she told me when I find my mind wandering to those places of fear, she wanted me to envision one beautiful, long, rose, a long-stemmed rose, a red rose, a long-stemmed red rose that smells amazing. Focus on that. Take your mind away from the darkness and focus on that. You can even focus on the image of God's face, whatever that might be to you instead, because he's the one that's going to help you. He's the one that is helping you. So, as I said in the beginning, fear is a hindrance to the enjoyment of your life. And I hope that through this seminar, you've been able to see how that might happen. It's hard to fight a natural tendency, but if you want to throw off the shackles of fear and anxiety, then fight that tendency with what you have learned in this seminar. Be thankful, give praise, pray, ask for the help you need, ask and you shall receive. Take that distorted perspective of fear and set your eyes on Jesus. He is the right perspective. He is the cure for what ails you and ills you. Remember that God will sustain you in your difficult seasons or situations. Remember that seize up your concern next to the mightiness of our Lord and see how it shudders in the shadow of his power. Then follow the cure I just outlined for you. Making Jesus the center of your life instead of fear and anxiety and to give him praise and thanksgiving. If we can do those things every day, how much better would we feel? If we can replace the dark thoughts with thoughts of beauty, thoughts of light, the face of the Lord who loves you because you're his child that's secure so now you know that you can be set free from fear and anxiety 
And not only have I explained it to you and told you what the cure is, I am living proof. God loves to take broken people, broken people, and fix them. God loves to take something that doesn't work and make it work. If you're really broken, know and trust that God is already fixing you. You may not feel it, but you don't have to feel it yet. I'm here. I have my testimony that I give to you. I would have never thought in my brokenness from years past that God was doing anything for me because I was wallowing in fear and doubt and anxiety and discouragement and dark thoughts. But he's there and he's working on you right now. And if you're listening to this, you are receiving the cure. So go to God's throne and lean into him today. He's with you in this battle and you will be healed. May God bless you, love you, and keep you. Amen.